Welcome to the Cyphora Film Podcast. Uh, this is another of our interview specials, and um, I'm joined by my son Scott. Hello there. Hello. And uh, tonight, today, we're talking to Chris Goodman, who is the was the director of the film Black Ice that we reviewed a couple of episodes ago. Um, hello, Chris. Hello. Uh, glad to be here. Glad to have you with us. Um, Thank you. Could I ask you, uh, first of all, just uh, for people who haven't seen your stuff or don't know anything about you, if you could just give us a basic um, thing about how you got into making films and how you got to where you are now? Yeah, uh, I, I can give a real, uh, well, a pretty quick overview. Um, so I, um, I've always been into art and film. Uh, in, in general, uh, really into, uh, and I thought I was going to be an artist. Uh, I went to art college, studied fine art painting, uh, but with but I kind of like started, just started to veer more towards making like weird, quite horror tinged videos, even uh, at art college. Um, and after I went to art college, I made these sort of like weird little uh, horror, they weren't even really horror short films, they were just like narrativeless kind of like weird things that I would just put onto an art gallery. Um, I tried to get work uh, doing storyboards and concept art for films and TV shows, just like calling up production companies randomly. Kind of got, you know, got bits and pieces of stuff, but I kind of wasn't very experienced uh, with the industry or even with a lot of the technical processes. You know, I, I knew how to paint in oils and stuff like that. And I made these little, little short videos, but, uh, at one point, I ended up becoming a video producer, producer shooting uh, like little news videos and stuff like that. And I decided that wasn't the direction I wanted to go. So I went to film. I went to film school, basically, uh, the National Film and Television School. Um, that's going to come back around to the NFTS uh, in a moment. Went to the NFTS. I learned special and visual effects for film and TV um, with the with the aim of sort of getting into the film industry through my sort of artistic uh, angle and specifically the area of concept art. Uh, and I learned 3D and 2D graphic uh, applications that I really uh, I use really regularly. And eventually I got through a connection, well, I got to know the people at a company called Millennium FX that are a creature effects company that are most famous for doing Doctor Who, the monsters in Doctor Who, oh. uh, as well as many other projects. Uh, it was started up by a guy called Neil Gorton and Rob Bay, who are big makeup effects guys in the industry. Uh, and eventually I got a job with Millennium Effect because they're in-house creature concept artist, basically through the film school and through doing some shorts with some guys called Bloody Cuts, uh, who are responsible for a few quite fairly big short horror films, one called Don't Move. Um, you know don't move. Uh, They did Don't Move. I did some production design, art direction work on Don't Move. Uh, And then they, and then they, they went off and they made a film called The Birch that was quite successful um, as a short film and that became another TV series for Facebook. Anyway, through doing that and the connection that those Bloody Cuts guys had with 
Millennium Effects and the connection that I had with Millennium Effects, I ended up getting a job as a creature designer uh, at Millennium Effects. I knew them, I knew Millennium Effects because um, they, I learned a bit of makeup work through a little annex thing through the film school. The film school had a little deal with uh, Millennium Effects where they didn't have all the access to makeup effects that Millennium Effects did. Uh, we had computers with like 3D apps, 2D apps, but I wanted at that time to get into makeup effects specifically. Uh, anyway, I'm, th- I'm making this story very long, but <laughs> the reason why I'm going into that detail about it is that um, I basically was in very good terms with the National Film Television School um, mm. and the, my tutors there. And every year, my year particularly, uh, back in 2008, 2009, we would always do a horror film. Uh, as a way of showing off whatever makeup effects we had learned uh, on this module. It's, it was called, affectionately called the Gore Fest module, where you <laughs> learn a little bit of prosthetics, a little bit of gore, a few gags, like uh, horror gags, I mean. Yeah. Um, and then we take that back, we'd edit it, we'd make a little film out of it, and we'd also throw in some visual effects uh, because there was always a visual effects, computer graphics element to the course. Um, once I left, um, and I ended up eventually going to Millennium. But in that interim part, period of a couple of years, um, the course just went from strength to strength. The only issue they had was um, the students. I directed my short film the year that I was there, and it was a film called Flesh Art. That was probably one of the first films that I, first one I ever directed. Yeah. Uh, but since then, they had a slight issue with, although they were all very hard work and they were all very mature students, uh, they, there was some friction from their be from their not being a designated director you know more people wanted to make wanted to direct because everyone wanted to direct um, so in the end they decided well maybe they'll bring me back in as a inverted commas director even though i didn't have that much or any apart from flesh or any directing experience but i had experience of the course so they were like why don't you come in uh come up with an idea for a story and you direct it and uh, the students will act as department heads for all the other elements. Um, so I would come up with a little concept. Uh, sometimes I'd write the script, sometimes a screenwriting student would have a go at it, at doing the scripts uh, based on my idea or based on their own ideas. It kind of changed from year to year. Uh, anyway, that just became a thing where every year I'd come back and I'd sort of head up kind of this module. Right. Um, and each film essentially is a learning uh, thing for the pretty much not only for the not only for the special effects students but really for many of the other uh departments within the film school so we'd get a do director photography student a production design student to build the set dop would shoot it we'd get sound designers to do the sound music do the music etc etc yeah uh and black ice would be the what is it i did we did blight falls errand mayflower good samaritans Black Ice. So Black Ice was the fifth. Yeah. Uh, and if you go to the if you go to my channel, you'll see the other uh, films on there. And apart from Flesh Art, Flesh Art I think is on a different page because he predates that. Um, so yeah, and then Black Ice was the um, was the fifth one. We've done a, a subsequent one since then, I believe. Yeah, it's yeah. And then the next one was Rude Awakening, um, which is another sort of sci-fi tinged uh, one, sim- uh, like the Mayflower was. The Mayflower and Blight are probably the most popular ones that we've made so far yeah. in terms of going into um, festivals and stuff. Um, 
and then yeah that's basically how we finally got around to black black ice right because yeah i, I mean I, I noticed that it's got on the on the youtube thing it says about it being in conjunction with the national film and television school and uh neil galton's prosthetic studios yeah that was the guy that i mentioned who runs uh the film school yeah. i should mention that he also created a school and that's where the uh, students go it's part of the same building yeah Right. I mean, there were quite a few people involved in the making of the film, um, yeah. so it's, it's difficult when we're doing a review to, to give everybody recognition. But we always put a link up so people can go and see themselves and that sort of thing. <coughs> when the, the the thing I did, um, we did kind of uh, um, highlight was the fact that it was written by yourself and uh, Mel Barnes. Mel Barnes, yeah, and, screenwriting uh, students. And the uh, the cinematographer, because we were very impressed with the cinematography on that. Yeah, he's great, Daniel Morgan. Uh, Daniel Morgan, yeah. I mean, that, so we highlighted the fact that of those those people because of the fact that we were, as I say, the cinematography we thought was excellent. It was it was so yeah, well. It looks great. Um, so, um, about Black Ice, then. Uh, yeah, it's a. It's it's interesting because it's um it's a story or or the basic idea for the story is not one that hasn't been done before. Oh yeah, for sure. But I just we we both felt that the way it was done was quite different and was very interesting. Yeah, it, it definitely stood off in its own. Like I was saying a lot of a lot of films like this can be bunched into a category. And it's hard to shine above that. But this one, like like my dad said, is the fact there's loads of films that are in this same sort of concept. But this is like towers above them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like the fact that we get all the all the um, you know all the facilities that the film school has to offer, just you know, obviously, just on a sheer production level, it heightens everything. You know, and not only you know do you have I mean, it's not like we had like loads of money or anything. The budgets are tight because they're student projects, but you get like great cameras, you know, very talented people behind those cameras. You get mm. a set build, a set build on the on the National Film School uh, soundstage. Uh, so like, you know, specifically for us, you know, uh, and that adds a lot to it. All the visual effects uh, add to it, as well as all, obviously sound and production and everything along those lines. So you get you get that right at the very, you know, the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and that adds to something. Um, obviously, and Mel had a go at writing uh, at the script. I think when I originally came up with the idea, it was a more of a traditional ghost story. It was just, um, he gets, original concept was the guy gets stuck in a cabin with his friend, you know, they're on an exploration. Uh, one dies of frostbite, or maybe the other one kills him out of like desperation. And he uh, he's, te he's terrorized by the ghost of the guy that he ended up killing and eating, you know, in that kind of uh, alive kind of like plot. I'd read I'd read a um a, a a novel by a female writer. I should I can't remember what the name of the writer was now. Uh, if I can remember it, I'll I'll email you. It was uh it was called uh 
was it called dead air or thin ice or something like that i can't quite remember now uh, off the top of my head uh, anyway i was uh, really into that not that you'd know because i can't remember the name of it or the or the author <laughs> it'll, it'll come to me it's because i'm being recorded you know things go out of your mind uh, i think um, it wasn't thin air that was her second one there was a, her first one was uh was something else i can't remember but, uh, but i'll email you um, anyway mel in collaboration with the, with the digital effects students really wanted to add more of a uh i guess more of a lovecrafty kind of element to it that yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. you know the ice being alive and affecting them and all that kind Absolutely, of thing yeah mainly because i mean i like lovecraft and i and i was really happy to have that element brought into it uh mm. but it was also just a sheer practical level that the visual effects students wanted to have a go at something a bit more meaty for them to play around with yeah uh, so it was really the 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 tower wagging the dog a little bit you know where we come up with story elements for them to have a go at things i must admit i mean for for, for a film that was made ostensibly by students i mean you know whatever level they're at i mm. think the visual effects were fantastic that the effects you know the, the effects of the ice being alive and also the effects of the, of like the, 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 uh, the when he was uh taking the the skin the meat off the oh, yeah. guy that he killed i mean that was so well done yeah. yeah yeah i mean that's yeah. the benefit of, of having gorton studio being being a collaborator as well you know they they teach them the proper stuff you know yeah. how yeah. to make this stuff work with the, with the right materials can i ask um where is the national uh film, film television school yeah it's in a uh, beaconsfield in buckinghamshire all oh, right okay yeah okay. near high wickham i guess is probably the biggest town nearby okay i'm just i'm just wondering to in case anybody wants to find out more about going there they can they can yeah absolutely if there's any like horror well if there are any effects fans you know particularly digital effects you know but it's got a course for every uh pretty much every department and it's a very well known uh you know like it's an ma so mm -hmm. ma and diplomas so it's really for people that have got already gone to university by and large right and then want to specialize you know in in their particular interests one of the things we we noticed we, we were saying this, we've said this about quite a few of the films that we've looked at is it's quite interesting how many short films seem to be able to get so much out of having a limited cast a small set and very little dialogue i mean one of the elements of these films is that um they can't be real big dramas you know with like we don't have the time to have lots of dialogue going on and lots of stories they have to kind of try to get to the um you know the fun stuff as quickly as possible because it's yeah, yeah. it's a learning exercise at the uh you know first and foremost so i can't go off and be completely Austin wells you know and have this you know big thing going on i have to kind of keep it um efficient uh, but again, you know, I, I feel like short films, short horror films, I should say, um, are the perfect kind of um, subject matter for short, punchy, little um, one-shot kind of um, uh, films. You know, you kind of simple setup, you know, uh, a, a few scares and a payoff at the end, you know. Um, and it's just a, yeah, like I say, it's like an exercise in... Um, directness i suppose of storytelling i don't always feel like i always succeed you know that i the we have very short periods to shooting uh schedules so i always could do with um 
a few little bit extra time to shoot things a little bit more and all that kind of all that kind of stuff uh, so i always end up feeling that uh, i could always make certain plot points a bit clearer uh, but i think every filmmaker i think looks back at their own films and feels that way yeah yeah, I was, it's, um, somebody once said to me, it's like any kind of art. If you were to create something that you were 100% happy with, you'd never make any more. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you always want to feel like you're improving because if you, you know, otherwise it shows that you've learned and improved because you since you can look back at previous films and be like, you know, I can't believe I did that that way. I would not do that that way yeah. again from what I've learned. And I made, a, I think, yeah, about six now, seven, including... Uh, flesh art um so you know it's um one a year for like the last six years or something what, what I, I find interesting especially about films like black eyes is the fact that um i i take exactly what you mean about the the short punchiness of, of a short film and getting the message over but what i like about black eyes is it doesn't rely on quick jump scares mm. a lot of short films do I mean, I can understand why, because they can be, they can be effective, you know, yeah. like it's that um, kind of like, um, what's that one with the, like lights out, for instance, you know, that kind yeah. of uh, big sh uh, scare moment at the end. We kind of have, we kind of have elements like that, you know, um, but I kind of feel like um, I do like a build up. I do like atmosphere and, you know, uh, uh, just that, just like building, I like a build up and I like something to, uh, there to be a surprise at some point not necessarily a jump scare where something literally jumps out at you but uh, I do like a little moment in the story where things turn around and stuff um, so and I, you know I like the classic things like footsteps of snow you know yeah. as in something has come in and you insinuate things you know um, other than that, I don't have a lot of time in this film to perhaps make the most out of those kind of things they do the more time you've got to draw out the knife uh the better but it certainly was fun to play around with that more measured type of horror filmmaking so you were saying about the fact that you you didn't have that time but i me personally with this film i think that was what made it it's the fact that it almost left the imagination into wanting more see because everyone's imagination is different they start imagining different things that they can make it as horrifying or as sort of soft as they like and i love the fact that black ice does that because it just sort of, it, for me, it made us sat there for ages going, I, I wanted to know more. I just it hmm. sat there, I sitting there going, it couldn't have ended. I'm sitting there going, there's got to be more to it. There's got to be more. I was trying to find more. And the fact, I love films like that. I love the films that make me think more about it. And saying this did, I sat there like, has it happened before? What's going to happen now? What's going on? What's gonna... Sure. And I love, that's one of the reasons why, I, I me personally, I love this film. Oh, well, I really appreciate the kind words. I really appreciate it. Um, we certainly, I mean, I tried, you know, obviously my very best to sort of make the absolute most out of it and in every area, you know, I'm always trying to see where to do something that reminds me or harkens back to the sort of films that I'm sure that I grew up watching. I'm sure you grew up watching, you know, yeah. sort of a Carpenter kind of, a, John Carpenter kind of a vibe, you know, like the, the fog, you know, that kind of a thing, you know, um, obviously the thing uh, as well of course due to the snowy setting the snowy setting I've always loved uh, originally it, it was set just in a normal cabin like a kind of um, Scott of the Antarctic uh, uh, cabin um, but the production des uh, designing department were really excited about trying to make something a little bit more uh, 
uh, that pushed it a little bit further. That's where this graveyard of ships kind of concept kind of came in yeah. to it, uh, adding again another layer of things you know and then there's the crosses what does that suggest that people died here before what happened to them did whatever happened to them happen because of this thing in the ice you know these fairly straightforward horror stuff in a lot of ways but um but, but still like a fun paint box to, to you know to, to play with yeah it's it's, it's... As Scott was saying, you know, we, we both did think of like sort of there's so many elements of it that leave you wondering about, you know, what is this thing in the ice? Where did it come from? You know, all these things must have happened before. What, what, what happened to all these people? What's going to happen next? Is it going to happen again or what's going to happen? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It does yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good. You I mean, I feel like if there's one, you know, there's one era, one, well, one genre where leaving west you know you can leave people with questions you don't want to confuse an audience you don't want to always be like what what's going on and that's always the danger if you know i mean when you're in this kind of when you're trying to tell a story like this and you're trying to leave things mysterious or insinuated or suggested you want people having a reaction of uh asking questions but not in a like what's going on you do not want people to be confused because then they get confused. Yeah. I think they get bored. I mean, so much happens in such a short space of time. I think if, since one thing happens, you're on to the next thing in this film. So uh, hopefully there's not time for boredom to set in. Uh, but yeah, you do not want to uh, confuse, I suppose. Um, but, but yeah, but apart from that, a mystery is, I think, the key to any kind of, if there's no mystery in a horror film, I don't think it's going to grab yeah. you. But that's the thing is that, that we, like I was saying, that in such a short film, I think you did, you know, all of you working together did an amazing job of being able to develop the characters enough so that you wanted to know what was going on with them and hmm. develop the story enough so that you were involved in the story. Yeah. And I sometimes feel that, that some short films that are based, that are reliant just on jump scares don't, develop the people and the story enough so when it finishes it's like well okay that was a good that was a good sort of sort of five minute jump scare thing but other than that it really didn't touch me at all or get me involved sure i mean obviously if you've got if you've got a feature film or a tv series you're going to have time to hopefully uh develop a character and, and you know draw you draw them in and uh and get you on their side yeah. Uh, so that when things happen to them, you can feel invested in, you know, the danger that they're in. Um, obviously, with a short film like this, you've got to be very, well, I believe you, you have to paint in very broad strokes. You yeah. know, as soon as you meet these two characters, you really need to know who they are and what their relationship is. And it doesn't have to be really deep. You know, you don't have to really know what they're backstory is uh but they have to you have to feel like you recognize them uh and you know one's helping the other one is very clearly more capable than the other one is cracking up you know you just want to get those straightforward concepts across to an audience and right. it doesn't have to be super complicated because it's only a six seven minute film but they have to get it and yeah. as soon as they get it who they are then you can start bringing in these the unreal elements and then contrast those two things. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I think I think you, you did very well with that. It, it 
it does draw you into the story. So you want to know what's going on. You want to know more about these two guys and what's happened to them. Why are they in this situation? And mm. you know what I mean? It, it kind yeah. of has that thing going on in your head. And uh, I, I really, as I say, we both really liked the film. We both thought it was brilliantly made and, and oh, yeah. really good. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. <clears throat> I really do. Um, so... Uh, given the restrictions we're under at the moment and everything, <laughs> what are your plans for future films or whatever? I mean, I should imagine you're going to be going back to doing more with the uh, the film and TV school. But, um... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm actually, as it happens, I'm, uh, I'm sitting out this year due to various COVID-related things and work-related things. Uh, I may well come back next year. But um, at the moment, I'm always working as a, as a concept artist uh, so i will continue doing that i'm a i'm a concept artist and i specialize in creature design for film and tv so i've designed monsters for like uh doctor who and stuff for the watchman tv series krypton oh, cool. uh yeah. a, a bunch of other films and tv shows uh, i can never remember my own credits i always i always forget <laughs> i always work on so many things i'm just on, on on imdb here so i've worked on uh i think i did stuff on luther uh for some at some point i don't know what i did for that uh but yeah loads of stuff on doctor who um a tv an indian show called Baytal, a horror show called Baytal, wazel gummage i did some work on the witcher um temple a, a tv series on sky called curfew a bunch of other things um I'm still going to be doing uh, that work. Um, and my my plan is to try and get out my own short film done. I'm I'm trying to get um, some funding for my own short film uh, away from the film school, not because there's any issues with the film school or I'm not happy uh, working with them, but actually just because uh, I would like to do something entirely where... Um, well, not that I'm just doing things the way that I want them to be done, but... I'm really on all those films that I, I make, I'm always very diligent to make sure that I'm tweaking the project to suit all the students yeah. and to make sure that they're getting something out of it. Um, yeah. And I would like to make another short horror film that I've got a, a script for and storyboards and designs, which is maybe a bit more suggested uh, and a bit more in the shadows. Things are a bit more in the shadows in that film, which I think it will, will make for a, a good film but it's not what I do at the film school because these students need to learn how to do gore gags as part of their module. So you yeah. can't hide it because you need, they need to be able to show that they can do it. So yeah, it's just that I want to do a different kind of type of film. And that's what my new project, which is called the gateway. Cool. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, it's, I put it forward for some funding and we'll see how it goes. Cool. Well, it's, it's, I'm, I look forward with anticipation to see what you have, uh, what, what you make in the future. Appreciate um, that. And hopefully Rude Awakening, the last year's film, will get put online soon as well. It's not online yet, but uh, okay. I will. I will put it forward. But it's definitely, you're definitely aiming towards carrying on doing horror and uh, sci-fi sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Horror, you, horror you slash sci-fi. Yeah. Um, I love horror. Horror and sci-fi together is a great, is a great combo. And yeah. I or we would always prefer to work in that kind of combination. But a little bit of gothic horror I also really enjoy as well. Cool. Cool. Oh, it's great. And uh, oh. the uh, 
the resurgence of interest in in um, in uh, all things uh, to do with Lovecraft at the moment it feeds yeah, well yeah. into into doing indeed, indeed. I mean I've got one of my previous the first one we did Blights was almost a direct kind of adaption of the color out of space which oh, of course right. was recently uh, adapted obviously by um, Richard Stanley with Nick Cage yeah. um, uh, so yeah if you like Lovecraft have a look at Blights on the same, so I think it's on the same my same uh, YouTube page. Yep. Uh, so yeah, which I think is just Goodman Films or something like that. Goodman Films, Blights, and then tried and the Mayflower as well, which is a, a sci-fi horror. Also has a lot of uh, Lovecrafty elements to it. Well, when I when we put, when I put this up, we'll put I'll put a, a link to your YouTube channel. Thank you very much. Appreciate so that, that. People can go and, and check out all the other films um, yeah. if they want to. Um, thank you very very much for joining us and uh, talking thank to you. us today i was really nice. uh, i was really pleased to uh, to come in and, and talk about it it's always nice to talk to people who were who are passionate about films and obviously uh, obviously uh, liked what we uh, what we put out there yeah no we did definitely definitely um good luck with everything in the future and uh, as i say hope thank to you, Andy. thank you sky i really appreciate it and good luck with yourselves and i look forward to uh to seeing send me a link obviously to the uh to the podcast when it comes out so i can see it immediately yeah no problem Okay. Thanks, guys. Nice Thank to meet both of much. you. And yeah, I will uh, speak to you soon. Okay, then. Thank you very much. See you later, Chris. Bye bye. Right. right. Thank you very much for joining us uh, in the sci fi film. I can't say it properly now. Sci fi film podcast. Uh, we will see you again soon. Uh, so goodbye, Scott. Bye. And goodbye from me. The Cypora Film Podcast. Mm-hmm.